I'd like to welcome you out to another episode of the Lodestone Training and Consulting Podcast. I'm Jared Ross. And I'm Kirk. Glad you're here, Kirk. I'm happy to be here, as always. It's, it's been a... Been a little while. It has been a while. Yes, yeah. uh, life has uh, uh, taken us down our own paths for a little bit. Yeah, yeah, really. Mm-hmm. I um, heard some feedback from some guys who uh, were at the it's a rifle class, right? Yeah, and you just taught. Yeah, yep. So you know, I I was there one day, all of what fifteen minutes, <laughs> and uh, but I heard some really good stuff about you, and also with uh, with, a, with, AJ. with AJ. Yes, AJ was was uh, a joy to have. Yeah. So for, for one thing, he might be the only one amongst us who can draw. So that's <laughs> so we need to keep them around just for that just, talent. Yeah, just okay. Now draw a, a bolt group. Uh-huh. Okay, you you can go do whatever you're yeah. doing now. Yeah, we're good. Yeah, <laughs> and that was that's right. That was good artwork. Yes, that was. Yeah, that was very pleased with that. So I'm, I'm happy to see AJ uh, participating more. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna try to keep keep him busy. Uh, part of the reason why I wanted you here because I know that you and I, though we didn't know each other. Nope, we didn't know each other till. About 2011. No, no. Well, yeah, yeah. you're right. You're right. Yep, I knew of you before that, but yep. it wasn't until 2011 that, that we actually we met. Actually met. Yeah, yeah. Knew you through the uh, <laughs> Mason Dixon uh, FAL. Uh, yep, yep. Yeah. Um, but we had, I, I think, similar uh, experiences, or at least we um, we were both awake. Yeah. At, at the time. Yeah. Um, to, to experience some of this, where Chris, you know, um, Dark Chris. He, he he really wasn't at the time, and yeah. you know, again, well, the, the fall of zone. But and, and he's a little younger than we are yeah. as well, so uh, yeah. uh, he I think he kind of came in at the tail end of it. Yeah, where you know I had already turned eighteen, mm-hmm. and then yeah, stuff started stuff yep. started happening. So to stop being so cryptic, <laughs> uh, we're, we're trying not to get on a list, folks. Yeah, <laughs> I've been doing a lot of thinking, and we've been doing talking and stuff. Um, people, I have. Uh, started to notice or remember that this is the 30th anniversary of of Waco. And uh, so when did the, the initial raid start? Uh, the initial raid was February 29th. And then April 19th April was 19th the... April 19th was when they, they uh, uh, threw caution to the wind, as it were. Yeah. And, and rolled in. Yeah. Um, so that brought back a lot of memories and a lot of, of things that... Um, you just can't get in a meme or, you know, some of the little things that people have been, uh, yeah. been sharing and talking about. So I thought, uh, let's, yeah, well, let's talk about it. Yeah. And we've been talking about doing this sort of thing for a while because, uh, uh maybe not in relation to Waco, but in relation to, uh, 9-11, mm-hmm. uh, because, uh, uh, I mean, the world fundamentally changed, uh, when 9-11 happened and uh, a lot of things we see today you know like your kids are never some of your some of your kids some of them not all are, are never going to know what what living in a pre 9-11 world yeah. was like and oh no n- none of them are they, none they, of them yeah, yeah okay and uh it's kind of the same kind of the same you know we, we look at the uh the assault weapons ban they're talking about the assault weapons ban 2023 yes and uh, people well you know, biden was just what Oh yes, yeah, swore a few, a few days ago. Yeah, you know, come, come hell or high, hell or high water. Yep. yep, that we were going to have another assault weapons ban, and and we kind of came to the conclusion. A, a lot of you guys might not know. You might have lived through the assault weapons ban, the first one in '94, but you might not necessarily have been buying guns or been actively participating in the shooting sports uh, during that. So we we want to talk a little bit about that, and 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 of course uh, uh, how that kind of led to. Uh, or how that kind of relates to Waco. Yeah. You know, because it's all one 
you know, all one intertwined thing. You know, uh, the, the assault weapons ban passed Congress in August of 94 and uh, got signed into law in September. And uh, the world kind of changed for us as gun enthusiasts. Yeah, it did. You know, uh, I was always uh, a big surplus. I still am a big surplus firearms guy and parts kits and that kind of thing. And uh, that was really the biggest shakeup in that world since, uh, uh, what, the, uh, what was it, 86? 86. Yeah, yeah, with the uh, Gun Owners Protection Act. And uh, all of a sudden, the federal government was a lot more interested in turning us into criminals, by, is what it appeared, than it was uh, actually catching criminals, you know? So what was what was your first uh, exposure to or, uh, or uh, how did you become aware of, of Waco and, and what went down? Well, I, like everybody, I was watching it on TV. Uh, you know, and unfortunately, uh, uh, we really didn't get much more exposure to it than you'd see on on the news uh, because uh, alternative media wasn't out there. Yeah. So, you know, you get what the media gives you. And, and let's face it, even even back then, uh, the media was not particularly kind uh, to anything that to- didn't toe the government line. The, the, the days of investigative journalism and actual uh, uh, questioning of the status quo and of, of the government had, had already past yeah you know so i i it, it really at the time it was, it was the big three oh, yeah. and, and that was really pretty much it that was it yeah and uh it started off slow you know you'd see a couple of segments on on the news and it just kind of snowballed from there uh and you didn't really pay much attention to it because that wasn't the narrative at the time even even being a, a part of the, the gun community because it never really came out it never really started if you recall it never really started as a gun thing no what what were they saying it, it i was, remember that a crazy cult yes that a guy believed he was jesus christ yep and they played that quote i mean i remember seeing it a lot but yep. him actually saying david christ saying i'm jesus christ i'm yep. jesus christ um and also the drugs yeah <laughs> yeah because that was you know it wasn't quite the 1980s you know dea in miami a height of the drug war uh but it was still the big on the war on drugs mm-hmm. and i i think uh you know looking at where everything was you, you don't really see a whole lot of coke in texas right that that, that all seemed to be uh, uh down in in florida you know miami vice right now some Old, crusty, retired, you know, Ellie D- from, yeah, yeah. from the, D- oh, D- there was coke all over Texas. I know, I know. Well, and it's funny because uh, uh, when I went through, uh, I, I had some investigations done for one of my jobs. And when I went through that, the guy who was doing the, the investigations uh, was an old school, like Miami Vice okay. DEA yeah. agent from that era. So I, I kind of had to chuckle. But of course, uh, uh, what we normally associate more drug rise with the Midwest in that area is meth. Yeah. So, you know, that was the big, now why, why the ATF was involved, I, I, you know, that was always a little, a little cloudy because, uh, at, at first, at first, yes. yeah, you know, why was the ATF the, the agency that was, that was spearheading this? If, if drugs was the big thing. If drugs or like weirdo cultist, because mm-hmm. it wasn't just drugs, there was, uh, uh, some child protective services stuff going on there that mm-hmm. the FBI was involved with mm-hmm. because Koresh had supposedly had the right to marry a hundred women or whatever. Yeah, whatever. Whatever. Uh, but, uh, it, you know, there were multiple agencies that could have been involved there. And it was never really clear in the news why the ATF was was the, the – because the ATF at that point was not what I would call one of the premier lead yeah. 
you know, law enforcement arms of the federal government. That would be the FBI, you know. So uh, it just started out with, uh, uh, you know, NBC Nightly News, Nightly News, ABC, whatever, and, and kind of snowballed from there. And let's face it, it went on for, for quite a while. Yeah. You know, it didn't end until April, into April. Yeah. So it, it's not until after that, that everything started to come out. And I, I think our, our awareness of Waco has really blossomed because of the rise of, of alt media. Mm-hmm. You know, now now things come out that, that don't get buried by, by the mainstream media. Well, I remember um, I, I used to go to gun shows mm-hmm. all the time. And at that time in Pennsylvania, uh, York... Harrisburg, the old, um, not Oaks, but the King of Prussia yep. gun show. Um, those were, and they also had one in Lancaster at the mm-hmm. host. Those, yep. those gun shows were pretty big, and it was a place where you could, could get some information. Yeah. So I know the first gun show or whatever that I attended after the the ATF initial raid, um, people were grumbling and, and, and saying stuff, but re- again, not much information. But right after um, the conclusion and, and after April 19th, then there's all kinds of stuff, oh, it, and it, yeah, and a lot, a lot of it's a great learning lesson for me because you had the garbage coming out on the television, yep. and then a lot of these things that I was seeing at the gun shows and stuff were were just as horribly misinformed or, oh, yeah. or outright you know fabrications on the other side. Um, like I forget, I saw video at a gun show and someone was handing out information saying, look, here are the tanks that they use with the flamethrowers that yeah. were burning the thing down. And like, you know, it's all kinds of, of, yeah. of garbage, but, but we have certainly found out, um, a lot of stuff, factual stuff, uh, since then. And a lot of stuff that we, we really won't know. Um, what's the doors. I think it's a good example. Yeah. Yeah. The doors, what, what happened to the damn doors? Yeah. You know, uh, all this, all the, the the main narrative is they were engaged through the doors. Yes, that as they were walking up, they were yep. ambushed. Yep, and uh, we never found the doors. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, uh, and there have been accounts from people who were there that said, "Hey, you know what? That never happened. All the all the fire through the doors. It was all incoming, incoming fire. In, yeah. in, you and know, with the evidence showing on the doors of those yep. rounds going in. Yeah, the way that the, the rounds went actually went into the doors. Yeah, and and you know, mm-hmm. we the only real camera footage and, and you know right there's a question why did the atf bring all that camera equipment to a raid uh-huh. why was news crews tipped off that something yeah. was going on there yeah well one thing one factual thing that had come out afterwards at least that i found out afterwards is that the atf they were coming up on a major um budget hearing before congress and it was a very real threat that the agency was going to go away Yep. That they were deemed you're not necessary, and we're going to roll all your, uh, not authorities, but your all your responsibilities, responsibilities yeah, yeah, into probably the FBI, FBI or, yep. or or something else. So the ATF were extremely motivated to make a big splash, to do a big show, like oh, see how important we are. Look at this major thing that that yep. we did. Um, so at any time prior to that, if they were sincere and they wanted to look at David Koresh, they wanted to arrest mm-hmm. him, they wanted to interview him, they could have picked him up anytime peacefully yep. when he made numerous trips downtown, but oh, they chose yeah. not to. Yeah. There was even a guy who testified before Congress that um, 
he had Koresh on the phone and he was talking to the ATF and he like turned to the ATF who was there in the office. I'm like, Hey, you want to talk to him right now? And the ATF agent's like, no, no, no. Like waving his hand. Like, yeah. no, no, we don't. So it was very clear that they, they, they had a different motive. Yeah. Um, if the narrative were true that, that they were ambushed, uh, you mentioned the video footage. Uh, there's what video footage I've seen, and I'm sure that there's more out there, but the only outcoming rounds that I have ever seen mm-hmm. were the agents who were up on the roof, who were going into the window, yep. and then uh, some of them coming out of the window. Very and, quickly. And, and you see rounds coming there. Yep. But you see all the other footage when the agents are outside and they're shooting into the house. I don't see any... Uh, there's no return fire. Yeah, no return fire. If mm-hmm. they really were ambushed, as they rolled up in open cattle cars that were only covered by, by tarps, yep. um, tarps don't provide any ballistic protection. <laughs> Not and, at all. And the Branch Davidians could have very easily just you know ambushed them and, and took yep. them all out. If if the Branch Davidians really were, it was them causing all this and, and them, you yeah. know... Uh, well, and that's really but, the, that's really the narrative you got. Yes, that you was know, the narrative this, you got. this crazy cultist because you got to remember the '90s uh, uh, were the the era of the crazy cultists, the mm-hmm. crazy white supremacist cultists. You know, uh, uh, the crazy cultists. It was it was a big narrative, and you got this big narrative like that was the headlines on the news when they were doing this. Yes, it's you know the 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 Waco cult, and if they were such a cult. You know, and maybe they were a religious cult. You know, mm-hmm. that's that's beside the point. There was there was obviously some law enforcement investigation that needed to be done here, obviously. But this was not law enforcement investigation. No. This was a dog and pony show meant to get funding. Yes, you know that went terribly, terribly wrong, and ended up in in a lot of people who didn't need to die dying. Yeah, you know. So you're you're 100 white right? Why was there no return fire? Why when the uh, when the ATF, ATF ran, ran out of, out of ammo? They, yeah, ammo. Why didn't the branch divinity just finish them off? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, at that point, it in my you know at that point, I'm fixing bayonets, <laughs> you know, and 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 heading outside because, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. it it's it's just a real mystery, and I think this uh, uh, Waco more than anything really personifies uh, the Clinton era. Uh, of government overreach and how the government knows better than you and it really started the 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 whole narrative of of the media controlling what you see and what you hear and and ultimately what you're supposed to believe you know right along with that i should have done the research beforehand i think it was nbc but it doesn't matter it was one of the major networks they started making a made for tv movie on this Mm -hmm. they started doing it while the siege was still going on (laughs) so they could like immediately spin whatever was going on and they were actually waiting to see how it end so they could film their ending and stuff because they were so trying to control control. and and when the ending didn't come out quite the way they uh uh, wanted it well wasn't let's just say it wasn't quite a prime time television ending no uh that got canned you know uh it's uh, uh i i I, I can't emphasize enough how appreciative I am and, and how I think most people should be of the rise of alt, alt media. Yeah. Uh, uh, because uh, uh, you can't get away with the stuff, with the same kind of reporting. And it's obvious, just looking at MSNBC and, and, and the major mainstream media groups, you can't get away with the kind of reporting anymore. Uh, imagine, if you will, 
and this is this has been a, a pet of mine recently because I've just been you know laughing about it uh, ever since Musk took over Twitter, uh, and and the fact checking. I mean, mm-hmm. fact checking had become such a, a an integral part of what the media was telling you during COVID, right? And and. Twitter and Facebook were all absolutely guilty of this fact checking. Yeah. And now there's community fact checking. And all of a sudden, when when Biden says, you know what, we've given senior citizens the biggest increase in their social security payments, uh, you know, all of a sudden the community steps in and said, well, no, you didn't. Yeah. That was that was mandated by law and it's adjusted to the inflation. What you're actually admitting is that you've made inflation so bad that the seniors have gotten this giant increase, Yeah, you know, and we didn't have that. We absolutely did not have that. You know, it was when Dan Rather came on the air, uh, Dan Rather's word was, was like listening to the word of, of mm-hmm. God, mm-hmm. you know, he, he, here's the facts, America. So, it 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 really shaped that whole decade i i feel you know especially as gun owners yeah because after that you would have expected the backlash that that came from them burning the burning women and children to death you would have expected the backlash to have prompted some sort of of government investigation or perhaps heads rolling at, at some higher levels of mm-hmm. of authority and that never happened. And if anything, at least within the government, the ATF's uh, prestige was enhanced. You know, they're, they're, hey, we did this. And even though, you know, the FBI had to step in at the end and the FBI was yeah, was eventually uh, uh, the people who covered themselves in glory. I'm making air quotes there. Uh, covered themselves in glory with, with the resolution. So uh, it, it, it shaped the decade. Uh, I, I we we talk about gu- old school gun shows all the time, and I I, I used to play spot the Fed. Mm-hmm. I know when I was working uh, with a friend's uh, a gun store. I know you used to play spot the oh, Fred. Oh yeah, absolutely. And I know I had been approached on several occasions uh, uh, by folks who looked perhaps uh, a little too straight laced. And of course, me saying that now, it's probably me in my Mister Rogers sweater <laughs> going to the gun shows, but. Uh, 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 you know, I'd been approached and asked questions that to me were, were very leading and, and were perhaps constructive intent, trying to, trying to determine yeah. constructive intent. Uh, so it it changed a lot. Uh, and the assault weapons ban was kind of a well, dark period in history for us. I remember I went to a show, gun show, soon after, mm-hmm. and I started getting fired up with some of the propaganda and stuff that I w- had been reading yeah. uh, about Waco. And whatnot. So, uh, you know, be, me being the, the little punk rock kid that, <laughs> that that I was, you know, making T-shirts in in shop class and uh, in high school <laughs> and other stuff, I made a shirt of my own. <clears throat> Said, uh, "We've got our eye on you. Love the ATF." Yeah. And uh, you know, just whatever. You know, memes before they were meme. Just you oh know, yeah. Proudly walking around a show, and uh, I'm doing my thing. And just looking at stuff, and I got stopped by this guy. Now, if you're at a gun show and you're wearing that kind of a shirt, especially then that obviously was handmade and and, and, mm-hmm. and homemade, one of a kind. Obviously, I I'm 
leaning one way politically, usually at a gun show, something like that, people will be like, oh, right on. Or yeah. Like, oh, that's going to get yeah. you in trouble. <laughs> but yeah, you know, good for you, that kind of stuff. But this guy's mean mugging me. And he's like trying to stare me down. And then in a very gruff voice tells me, hey, that's a nice shirt. And then again, he like leans into me, trying to intimidate me. He said, that's going to get you shot. Yeah. And uh, who's telling me that? Yeah. That had to have been some kind of an oh, agent or, or, or somebody. Absolutely. That, that, that wasn't, you know, anybody else would have been chuckling at that. Could have said the exact same thing, but yeah. done it in a jovial way. Like, yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah. But no, that was a, a legitimate threat to this well, there's, little teenage kid. It, it's funny because there's, there's uh, I get questions especially with, with my background in, in surplus and CNR and that kind mm-hmm. of thing, I get questions a lot about machine guns. And I always just say, I don't know. I don't know. And, you know, it's perfectly legitimate stuff, especially nowadays. Like, yeah. oh, wow, like a Lewis gun. How does that really work? And I, I, from years of, of working gun shows in uh, Northern Virginia and Maryland, uh, I just, my automatic answer just became, mm, I don't know. You know, because ignorance, the only thing you can do is plead ignorance there. Yeah. Like, oh, what about that third hole in that AK? Uh, dude, I don't know. I don't know how they work inside. I just sell them. <laughs> I just sell them. Uh-huh. You know? Uh, and to this day, when people ask questions like that, I'm like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It, it just became such a reflexive, reflexive thing. And it's particularly during the assault weapons ban when you couldn't buy magazines uh, you know, when, when my first, uh, uh my first AR-15 was a, a post-ban Bushmaster. Yeah. And it seemed, seemed so absurd. It, it's, if you ever watch, my, my old man always said, if you want something done poorly, have the government do it. <laughs> right. And, you know, we look at, uh, uh universal healthcare. Uh, oh, we want universal healthcare. Yeah. You want really crappy healthcare. Get it through the government. Yeah. And the same went, thankfully, it worked in our favor, but the assault weapons ban, uh, uh, because it was so poorly written, you could easily circumvent it. Uh, in Maryland, when I bought my, my, my H-bar Bushmaster with that, with the plain barrel oh, and yeah. like the, yeah. the fixed stock, uh, the rule was I could take that Bushmaster home that day and not having a wait, not having a waiting period because it was an H-bar. If that Bushmaster, if it had been a Colt with the standard barrel, got to wait seven days. Like it, It's just, and that wasn't part of the assault weapons ban. That was a Maryland that thing. That was Maryland, yeah. Yeah, but still, it, it, it's just the absurdity of, of all this patchwork of laws and just the over, because for a lot of us, that assault weapons ban established an over, overarching feeling of paranoia especially at gun shows. You know, you'd see the guys in the jackets with all the patches. And, and I know I know he was in Northern Virginia, and, and I know he was in Maryland. He was probably at the Harrisburg show, the guy with the uh, uh, wooden shelves, with all of the uh, polybagged books, you know, the Paladin Press books, and like the uh, uh, uniforms of the SS books. And yep. You, yep, yep. And... Just some of the stuff that he had for sale was so crazy and out there. You wonder, like, is is, is the ATF going to come knocking at his door one day? Mm-hmm. You know, I hope he doesn't have dogs. You know, uh, but it was it was a crazy time. Yeah, for me, that really started me to uh, try to become as educated mm-hmm. as, as I as I could, and. Um, 
really, I don't know, it really pushed me in, in, in that direction. I started becoming more politically active, started, uh, you know, doing stuff and uh, just trying to, trying to become as educated as possible. So I realized that I was getting fed garbage on the television. Oh, totally. I realized that a lot of the stuff I was getting at, at gun shows, maybe even at that same guy's booth, yeah. uh, was, was, was garbage. I yep. really tried to find out you know, what was real. And um, yeah, No shade to Palette and Press. We still love you. Oh, yeah. 100%. <laughs> um, but it just started getting me more more proactive. And, oh, well, and, and it's stuff. an act of self-defense. It, it really is. It has to be. I remember one of the highlights of my uh, of my life. And man, I, I must have, I don't even know how old I was. Well, I guess I could figure it out because it was in, uh, in 94. So maybe, uh, how old was I in 94? 19? 18? Anyways. So in, in 94, um, uh, there was, and I only know it was 94 now because, you know, what can I remember? Dates <laughs> going backwards. Yeah. But it was, um, Rick Santorum was running for, for Senate. Yep. And Rick Santorum, I think in 95 is when he uh, uh, started. Um, so this is prior to that when he was running. So the election would have been end of 94. So um, sometime in 94, there was a Second Amendment rally at the Capitol building at uh, there in Harrisburg. And I was, if you haven't been there, big old steps in the front. And uh, It's a pretty building. Yeah. So I was about midway on these steps, listening to some of the, the people uh, um talk and, and do the thing and give speeches and in the middle of it all of a sudden you heard this rumble and it's getting louder and getting louder getting louder and so the speaking stopped and everyone started to look down at, at the road that goes around the capitol building and hear a bunch of uh outlaw bikers uh, that probably were pagans i didn't know enough at the time but i think pagans yeah. are the ones who control this area um so a bunch of outlaw bikers you know one percenters they're driving by um and they've got like uh American flags, POW flags, uh, might even be like a don't tread on me flags. They're like holding yeah. as they drive by, showing their support for this big Second Amendment rally. So I'm in the middle looking down and seeing them as they drive by. And at the very base of the bottom of the steps, there is a contingent of older Mennonite or, or Amish, but they were wearing their traditional clothing. Yeah. And they're there raising their fists and cheering <laughs> as the bikers <laughs> go along with it. Only in Pennsylvania. Only in Pennsylvania. See, our, that was a beautiful moment. Our, our, my experience was different because I was living in Maryland. Yeah. And, you know, that, that whole period in Maryland was just keeping your head down and trying to uh, uh, stay out, stay out of, the, of people, stay off the radar. You know, even when you were working at a gun shop, you're, you're still like, you're looking at everybody suspiciously. Mm -hmm. You go to, God forbid, you go to a gun show because uh, uh, I, I could, I could sell some guns. You know, mm -hmm. I'm good at that. Uh, but, who are you selling to? You know, do I want to talk to this guy? And there would be conversations about that. Like, am I talking to this guy? Or we do, what are we doing here? Yeah, just let him look. Yeah. You know, that kind of thing. And it's a shame because I've met, I met so many interesting people. I met, uh, uh, I didn't realize it and it didn't all start making sense uh, until we started talking a, a little bit. There was a gentleman who was looking at a Browning High Power back in the 90s. Uh, and... We started talking, and he, I asked where he was from, and he told me, and I'm like, oh, wait a minute, why does that sound so familiar? It's like Jim Jones, because he had a French accent. It's like, yeah, I was one of the, the first, I was in law enforcement. This, this high power is what I carried uh, when I was a cop, and I was one of the first ones on the, the scene at Jonestown. Oh, wow. I'm like, 
seriously? He's like, yeah, yeah. I'm like, why are you here now? It's like, uh, I immigrated. I'm like, you know, fabulous. Here, have a look at, you know, a show that was. Yeah. Of course, the guy I was working for at the time had a price tag on it that was eye-watering because it had uh, 13 round magazines with it that were pre-band magazines. Yeah. Uh, but uh, that kind of, the whole that whole thing is, and, and it kind of killed it because you stopped talking to people and you stopped engaging with people, uh, especially in, in Maryland, especially in Maryland. Northern Virginia wasn't so bad. Uh, but you know that it's a short drive from ATF headquarters mm-hmm. down to Sterling to where they had that, that big gun show. And uh, it just was not good. I, re- I remember when that, that when the assault weapons ban sunsetted, it was a happy time. Yeah, it was. You know, because you no longer had to worry. Like, I'm a, is, is some overzealous agent going to jam me up because of my pre-ban 30-round magazines that that weren't labeled that weren't yeah. labeled correctly uh-huh. yeah you know oh no i have to change the base plate in my 30-round magazine uh or i have to change the fo- oh god mm-hmm. uh, and it was such a relief if only they'd done away with 922r at the same time <laughs> you know because that 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 was just as bad and uh, well uh, i i think in looking at a lot of stuff in hindsight that you know, Waco went down, they passed the assault weapons ban, and then that was like a straw. Yeah. That that didn't break the, the camel's back, but, but you know, certainly put a hurting on it. So then that's when there was a lot of pushback coming back. There were, you know, like them, love them, good people. Some of them absolutely. Some of them are, were crazed wing nuts. But that's oh, yeah. when all these militias and these yeah. Second Amendment groups started popping up everywhere. And there started becoming a lot of pushback. That's when um, Gun Owners America, Jews for the Preservation of Firearms Ownership, they mm-hmm. really started pushing back. And I think it stopped some of that. I the, do, too. The Clinton administration really were pushing for the outright well, confiscation. And w- what did Janet Reno say? You know, like, if, if I could say, turn them all in, Mr. and Mrs. America, I would. Mm-hmm. And I think you're 100% right there, uh, especially when some of the uh, uh, actual truth about Waco started coming out. Yeah. You know, like, why are they using helicopters with, you know, machine guns? Yes, why? Well, because of the false claim yeah. that there is a meth lab in there. Yeah. Because they weren't authorized to use those military equipment, but since they could make a claim, oh, they're doing drugs, oh, the war on drugs, oh, now you're authorized to use yep, those military equipment. Now we can equipment. get the DEA involved. and Exactly. Yep. And, and, why? Why? What? 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 What do you even think you need that for? You know, uh, we really started to see that that pushback, and I think that the Clinton era what was a dark time for gun owners. Yes, it really, really was, uh, and it's when you started to see gun rights come out of the fringe, you know. Because let's face it, uh, uh, and and Flynn will laugh at this, you know, because he he knows too. Uh, you know, there were those of us who were buying battle rifles to shoot the viewing ports out of UN troop carriers. You know, good old Fred, good old Fred, and that was the fringe stuff at the time. You know, and and that grew into appleseed. Yeah, you know, appleseed. Appleseed. I don't think you could make it more mainstream now. You got grandfathers taking their grandkids yes. to Appleseed to yes. practice. But let's look at the real genesis of that. And that the real genesis of that was grew out of the the whole. Clinton era gun control, martial law, mm-hmm. uh, and <laughs> shooting holes in blue helmets. 
So uh, I hope I gave you a laugh there, Flynn. Little memory lane. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, that's that's absolutely right. And and I don't want to say thank God for that because it it sucked. Uh, but it it swung started the pendulum swinging in the other direction. And and nowadays we've built up a, a very very strong grassroots support through the hard work of these folks and through uh, alt media, you know, podcasts, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. Because uh, it, it's it's hard to suppress and it's it's hard to censor what any Joe schmo can put out now. And I, I think uh, I haven't watched the new documentary. There's I know there's a new Netflix document or or somebody yeah. a new streaming documentary on on Waco, which I haven't watched. I try not to watch them because they just make me angry. Uh, but uh, uh, you're seeing a lot more of this. And I, I think this whole podcast culture has really opened things up. You know, unsolved. My wife loves the unsolved mysteries podcasts. Well, it's the same. It's the same thing. You know, uh, and I would I would really like to see some more of these uh, uh, little incidents, and 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 the the federal government not exactly covering themselves in glory, come out and be exposed mm-hmm. because you know you nobody's ever going to get punished for this. Nobody's ever going to pay any kind of price for this. I mean, we see what, and, and this is going to make me, you know, angry again. We, we, we see what the folks at Ruby, Ruby Ridge, oh. where, what they went on the deal. Uh, Lon Horochi? Yeah. Yeah. You know, adver- what, what, uh, who was he selling guns for? I forget. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. There was, there was never any consequences for that. Yeah. No consequences. No consequences for, for actions. And I'm not... <clears throat> I'm, I'm by no stretch of the, the imagination saying that uh, Randy Weaver didn't n- need law enforcement scrutiny. And I'm by no stretch of the imagination saying Randy Weaver, Weaver perhaps wasn't the world's best guy. Yeah. You know, no endorsement but, of him or whatever. But what they did to him and his family. It was entrapment. It was entrapment and it was revenge. Yes. You know, uh Oh, hey, you're not going to roll over and, and go uh, 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 be an informant for these, uh, uh, what was it, Stormfront, whatever. Yeah, yeah. who cares? We, what, don't, we don't need to. Yeah, whatever neo-Nazi flavor idiots at the time. Uh, well, we're going to make your we're going we're to make your life a living hell. Yeah. And, and we're going to completely ruin your life. And I think it's very telling that Weaver is perhaps one of the few folks ever that got money in a settlement. Yeah. For, for that. Pain and suffering. Not that it would ever be anywhere near enough. Well, I, I think it was because um, of his wife while yeah. she was holding, holding her, her, her baby, holding her infant yeah. child. Yeah, got, got shot in the head by yeah. an extremely overzealous, uh, you know. Yeah, and once again, you know, incompetence rises to the top. The rules of engagement uh, 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 that are set by leadership are unclear. Whatever it takes, one overzealous idiot to uh, 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 make a tragedy. And uh, I don't know, that just makes me mad, you know, uh, that, that whole thing. And, and again, that was earlier than Waco. That yeah. was 92. Uh, but uh, uh, it was just the whole start of, that really kicked it off, mm-hmm. you know, because after they did that to Weaver, uh, they, they, the kind of feeling was, hey, we're going after all these well local nuts. It, it was through, through those um, events Mm-hmm. Again, I'm trying to educate myself. That's, uh, I don't know exactly when it was, but I was, must have just gotten out of high school 
when I... 92, I graduated. 92? Yep. So I was... You I was, graduated the same year. No, no, I was, I was behind you. You're behind me yeah, a little bit? Oh, a God, year. now you're really making me feel old. Well, <laughs> you know, what can I say? Yeah. No, but that's when I um, started to learn and hear about the Southern Poverty Law Center. Oh. So I started looking at them yeah. and started, you know, and realizing that at the time, and I believe still today, they are still one mm-hmm. of the authorities of these extremist groups that, oh, we, yeah. that we need to be you know, concerned with. Yeah. And I started reading their literature of what's an extremist. I'm like, well, look, I, I believe there's a God. I, mm-hmm. I believe in the Constitution. I I actually pray every day. I, I read yeah. the Bible. I, I attend church on a weekly basis. Oh, look, I believe in gun rights. Oh, I'm in their book. I meet all the criteria for being a violent extremist that, that yep. needs to be monitored, needs to be watched. And man, just, just utter garbage. And yep. that was another thing that led to so many people <laughs> being being concerned because I'm I'm a consider myself a good Christian or I'm a yep. good religious person or I, you know, go Why am I suddenly on a list? Exactly. Why exactly. am I suddenly on a list? You know, hey, I like uh, I, I I like guns, I like shooting, I, I like the shooting sports. Why am I suddenly on a list? I, I believe in in the Constitution. I believe in our, our inalienable right uh, to keep and bear arms. Wait a minute. Why does that Why does that make me a, a potential threat? Yeah. You know because I'm pretty easygoing. You know. I hey, you do your thing. I'll do mine. Let's it's whatever. And uh, I mean now even the, the Southern Poverty Law has even made, somehow managed to make like Catholics. Oh yeah. The Catholic Catholics are on the domestic uh, if, if, if uh, terrorist. You, yeah, that's right. If you what? If you um, it was Latin mass. It was Latin mass. Yes. If yeah. you prefer the Latin mass, mass then you're, you're now uh, have uh, uh, the potential to be a, a domestic uh, uh, terrorist. Yeah. Uh, it, it's <sighs> so I, I see there are elements who are trying to repeat mm-hmm. and, and who are pushing and pushing and pushing and and. Uh, want to confiscate firearms, want to, yep. uh, you know, label normal people yeah. uh, as, as extremists, uh, as terrorists. And, you know, one thing that I think is, is different now than, uh, than in 90, uh, 93, 94 is at the time, a lot of people like grumbled and they complained and they complied with it. Mm-hmm. I think now with us having two decades of, of warfare and the influence of these people who uh, have been to war yeah. and I fought for our, my country. I fought for our liberties and our freedoms. They're just not going to, no, they're, they're not going to stand well, for it. And, they're not going to take it. And even from a grassroots perspective, you know, because uh, it, it was, it has been kind of like boiling a, flo- a frog, not mm-hmm. a flog. That's a whole different thing. Uh, <laughs> Uh, boiling a frog, you know, we, we start back in the 60s with uh, uh, the Gun Control Act and then in 86 with uh, uh, the ineptly named uh, Gun Owners Protection Act, uh, where we start seeing more and more infringement. Uh, I, I, I think the grassroots is formed because 1986 wasn't that far away from 94. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we we everybody just kind of grumbled about that, but it's the old hey, you know what? It didn't really affect me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't. I didn't have machine guns. I didn't have machine guns because I wasn't old enough. Uh, but uh, okay, well, assault weapons. Uh, grumble, grumble, grumble. Okay, and again, you know, they're not coming for me. They're not coming for for my uh, hunting rifles. But now we've seen in these intervening years that it's not hunting rifles now. If you have a bolt action rifle with an optic on top of it. Uh, you're classified as having a sniper rifle, mm-hmm. right? Uh, 
it doesn't matter if you have a detachable magazine in that firearm. It holds more than 10 rounds. Uh, your Model 96 Winchester and 22 short is, you know, now falls under that categorization as well. Yeah. And we've seen such a buildup in grassroots driven by that government overreach that I think we're in a much better position now. You know, not that at all to say, you know, get complacent or anything no, like no. that. If anything, but, we need to fight harder now. Yeah. And, and by fighting, we can take I, some ground back. I mean, you know, with social media, with grassroots, mm-hmm. with politicians, with, you know, uh, voting, with yeah. being obnoxious and, and letting your voice be heard and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, we need to more than, than ever because I, I don't want anything crazy to happen. No. I've, I've, uh, you know, I've I've seen war up close yeah. and personal. It's ugly, and I don't want to see or experience that that here. Yeah. And it's like with things that are being said and, and agendas that are being pushed that they want something to happen. That they're just mm-hmm. just pushing for it. And well, they're looking for another another Waco. Yeah, and and, and to, to crack down. And uh, I well, I think they're having a hard time finding it. You know, I, I still am having a hard time wrapping my head around uh, the giant push for de- uh, to find domestic terrorists. Uh, I very, very firmly believe if I were to go to a, a white supremacist organization and go to a meeting that a good 30% of the people who are at that meeting are federal agents. <laughs> yes. And I, because I... Cause I I don't for a second doubt that every organization like that, the the ones that have been such so, so pushed as as the threat that the, the domestic white domestic terrorists, I don't believe there's a single white domestic terrorist group in this country that isn't fifty percent FBI agents, right? Mm-hmm. So I, you know, we have obvious evidence of cartel involvement in politics we have obvious evidence of mexican drug cartels smuggling people across the border using them as drug mules why are we not more concerned about that even if they're not why are we not more concerned about people coming into this country and flaunting our immigration law Mm -hmm. why do we not have a border you know and instead we're pushing this agenda of, of oh you know it mm, domestic terrorists the folks all those attacks that happened on the power grid they tried to get uh, North Carolina there mm-hmm. was some out North, mm-hmm. they all tried to get written off as oh, domestic terrorists no I, I I I doubt that yeah well how, how many how many hundreds of thousands of of Chinese communists are crossing the border you know well, well that was the uh, the event that took place in. In York, that was who um, who were messing around with the uh, the power grid. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was um, when they rolled those guys up. They they were Chinese. Yeah, but but yeah, that that wasn't blasted out on the no on the news. Yeah, no. I mean, we we don't have a southern border. Yep. So, I mm, now I'm just angry. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, I think. What what we're really trying to get across here, folks, is uh, we've been through the, these times before. You know, we've seen this happen. Uh, get up, get involved politically, uh, elect people who have your beliefs. You know, if if you see somebody uh, running for a judgeship that 
believes in what you believe in. I'm sorry. Is this becoming a, a thinly veiled plug? Oh, no, um, no. You, you, yeah. you, you can plug for him all you want. Yeah. If you see somebody who, who, who thinks like you do and believes like you do, get involved, vote. And don't just vote. You know, pass out flyers for the guy or gal or whatever uh, and, and become involved because what you believe and, and w- what you do as a hobby makes you a target. You know, and it makes you a target of people who who hate you and and hate what you do, like Southern Poverty Law. Uh, The big tactic of the left has become labeling people, you know, and they love putting that label on on you and and refuse to be labeled, you know. It's... mm. And in prepping for this, you know, I went back to the original document uh, the Declaration of Independence. Yeah, and there's some real truths in there, um, some some real powerful principles. And one, let me see, where is it at? All experience hath shown that mankind are more disposed to suffer while evils are sufferable than to right themselves by abolishing the forms to which they are accustomed. And I think that's that's in a state where we're at. We know that there's overreach. We know yeah. that there is infringement. Um, any gun control law is an infringement on, on mm-hmm. the Constitution of the, of the United yeah. States. But we've been kind of sucking it up. Yep. And we've been letting it happen. Um, I I think we're getting close to, uh, you know. Something's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. There, there's no doubt about that. And uh, what what's... One of the things I, I find that, that bothers me the most uh, about uh, uh, the way the media handles this is uh, you're never quite sure what's a false flag and what's not. Yeah. You know, the nightclub shootings, school shootings. Is this just a random act of crazy? Probably. But then there's always that little niggling thought like, hmm, is it really? Is it really? Uh, a lot of it is incompetence. You know, it happens because of incompetence. What's what's the FBI's favorite uh, saying after there's a mass shooting? He was on our radar. <laughs> you know, because you hear that all the time. Yeah. He was on our radar. Well, but if he's on your radar, why am I on your radar? You know, why aren't you checking him out? I, you know, we saw this coming. It started with Truman in the military-industrial complex and, and the, the creation of a, a gigantic federal government. FDR is just as guilty. LBJ, the Great Society, you know, the creation of the welfare state. Uh, and it just snowballed from there. So Waco is what happens when you let government overreach get out of control, you know. It just makes you angry. You know, I just wanted to go back again to, to that first document. Yeah. Um, and quoting from some of it, that uh, we hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights. Among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. To secure these rights, governments are instituted among men, delivering their just powers from the consent of the governed. And, you know, those are just eternal truths those truths are what this nation was was founded on so you know what what happened what was wrong at at waco 
I could care less about what the religious beliefs were. Yeah. If there was uh, criminal behavior going on there, if there was abuse, or if there was um, the supposed meth lab that wasn't yeah, there, there or whatever, yeah. there are ways and means then to uh, to address that. To, to address that. Yeah. Um, going after their firearms, and they had a lot of firearms there. Yep. Why? Because some of their members they had an FFL and they were engaged in the gun business. Yep. That's why they had so many firearms there. Um, but that right, that natural right, that right for, from from God uh, to protect yourself, to defend yourself, no one, no man, no body of men, no institution has the moral authority to deprive you of protecting and defending yourself. That's why the Second Amendment is so important. It is that final check. It doesn't matter who you are yeah. or what your, your, your minority, quote unquote, might be. Um, that's that final check. So if if you're gay and you you know living the, that homosexual lifestyle it's not my lifestyle i don't really like it i don't really prove it but but good for you to to start that that yep. gun club that's By that's why means, it's there do what you need to do to keep yourself safe i i mean you know? i my ancestors uh, a lot of my ancestors were were mormons mm -hmm. who were driven out of missouri who were driven out of illinois who were driven by mobs if they didn't have firearms to protect themselves, they would have been slaughtered. But yep. and that's just that's the reason why we need this the Second Amendment. That's why we yep. need to defend it so passionately. And I think another reason why um, why things seem a little different right now mm -hmm. is we've watched the rest of the Western world. We've watched New Zealand, yep. Australia, Canada, Canada, just you know decimate this. And then what happened to those uh, people in New Zealand who? Who didn't want to get jabbed or who didn't want to get a mask? Yeah. They, they <laughs> got rounded up. Yeah, they did. Yeah, you they know? did. Uh, look look at Canada where Trudeau has come out and said Canadians do not have a right to defend themselves. Mm -hmm. Wait, wait, what? Yeah. That's no, just... that's that's absolutely incorrect. You know, and, and once again, back to labeling. Look at what those uh, uh, gents who drove the trucks through, uh, uh, not uh, Toronto? Oh, Lord. The, the truckers' convoy yeah. that, that went all through Canada, look what happened to them. They got labeled as domestic terrorists, mm -hmm. you know. Uh, it, mm. so that's why it's so essential to protect yes. that. That fundamental right that yes. we all have. Even if you choose not to actually exercise that right, because not everybody wants to own a firearm. And I get that. Mm -hmm. Hey, I'm fine with that understand that right and support other people's right to do that you know, so, you know? so right now you, we have the current administration extremely left-leaning and pushing all kinds of left-wing agendas and there are plenty of people uh who are conservative mm -hmm. who uh feel threatened i think justifiably so justifiably and and this again is that last protection yep. that we have to guarantee it now for those people who are, are left-leaning how did you feel about the former president and the former administration? Mm -hmm. Did you think he was a little crazy? Were you afraid of the things that he might do? Wouldn't you feel just a little bit more uh, protected and safe if if you had that firearm? If yeah. you had so that's that's why it's so essential. And it's yeah. not a liberal thing, conservative thing. Uh, How many groups grew out of the Trump era saying, "Oh my God, we're we're minorities that that Trump is coming out and oppressing." Yes, exactly. You know, so we're going to go out and buy guns. Cool. Exactly. That's what it's there for, you know? And all of a sudden, 
once there are the, the folks that they're scared of are out of power, all of a sudden it, it, they're they're your fair weather friends, you know. So, I. Mm. That whole podcast makes me mad. Yeah. <laughs> Fist shaking. Yeah. Old man yells at cloud kind of mad, you know. Uh, but it's just like Declaration of Independence says. Yeah. This is well, and th- like self-evident. And, and the one, like the, the last part of that, the consent of the people. Do you really believe that the vast majority of the people don't support this? I mean... They're finding out the vast majority of the people don't support this kind of gun control, Yeah, particularly at a state level. Remember when Florida went to uh, concealed carry and uh, the media pundits said, oh, my God, it's going to be a bloodbath, death in the streets. I mean, it is Florida and all, so I kind of get that. But, uh, (laughs) you know, it never happened in every state subsequently that went to that or went to open carry or went to permitless carry. It's always, oh, my God, it's going to be a bloodbath, blood in the streets. The dead will choke the alleys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's not. No, it's not. Some guys who deserved to get shot got shot, and that that's basically it. Yeah. Uh, it It's, I don't know if. I don't know if Pennsylvania is ever going to go permitless, permitless carry. Uh, there might be too much influence from Pittsburgh I, and, I and think Philly. Pittsburgh and Philly. We should just give Philly to Jersey. And, you know, if, if Ohio wants Pittsburgh, yeah. it, it, okay, it's your problem now. Uh, but Philly, yeah, okay. Jersey, knock yourself out there. Uh, but support your rights, even if you're not interested in exercising that right, support your right. I think one of the things that makes this discussion so difficult now is, is the fact that uh, uh, it's so easy to be taken out of context nowadays, and, and the media and even people with their own agendas can take what you say and change it, warp it, twist it to support whatever view they're pushing, whether they're they're trying to discredit you or whether they're trying to lend credence to whatever they believe by using your own words. Yes, yeah. Uh, I think that's a big problem. And that's, like I say, that's what makes this discussion so so difficult because you have folks out there uh, who have some pretty strong beliefs. And some of those beliefs are, are pretty out there, you know. Uh, who was it that, oh, you, you think you're going to keep take your AR-15s and uh, uh, fight the U.S. government? We have uh, F-15s mm-hmm. and nuclear bombs, you know. And there are people out there that uh, would reply to that, well, what happened to 20 years in Afghanistan? Yeah. And the Russians before that. Uh, it, it's a very difficult discussion to have with people because it's a very polarizing topic. You know, you don't, you, you very rarely meet somebody who's in the middle of the, the, the gun debate. You know, at least I don't. Yeah. Uh, uh, and perhaps that's just because of the circles I run. You know, I don't, I don't hunt. So I don't really talk to a lot of hunters who are perhaps on the, the tail end of that. Well, they haven't come for me yet. You know, they came for the, the machine guns. They came for the, the silencers, you know, whatever. They haven't come for my sniper rifle yet. But it's a very polarizing topic. Uh, and the left is very good at, at polarizing things and taking things you say out of context and making you sound like a crazy. Yeah. You know, a real crazy. And then you throw, and, what about the children into into the mix? And, and there are plenty of 
of crazy people out oh, there. Oh, there are plenty yeah. of crazies. That, I doubt it. That was one of the things that I learned pretty quick. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, after all these events, and as I started to to educate myself and, yep. and hanging out at gun at shows, gun shows, yeah, there's, yeah. There's, and, oh yeah, you know, finding those people who who literally preached, "I've got my SKS and I've got my bandolier, mm-hmm. and we're going to go take that power back." And just I'm looking at them like, "Are you serious?" And, and they are, and a guy yeah. that get a big following behind them that this is really what they're going to do. And just yep. even as a, a a young adult, I saw that for the silliness that that, oh, that, that yeah. is, and you know, so many people who. Man, there's just that fine line of stating your opinion, stating fact, and uh, standing on what I believe are correct principles mm-hmm. and doing it in a uh, respectful, um, sane, for lack of a better <laughs> manner. And, and then those people who just scream and rant and, and rave, rave. and you're, you're not winning any friends or ally, allies. Well, you're, you're just painting yourself. And I learned a long time ago. Usually the loudest person in the room is the weakest link. Oh, yeah. And, and you've hit on something really interesting there uh, uh, when, when, when you say that. Uh, because, you know, uh, because the, the era of civil discourse has, has it's seemingly passed. Yeah. You can't have a civil discussion about things anymore where you have two sides and they come together and they talk about their differences civilly. It is that the screaming, foaming at the mouth, fist shaking, you know, cries of revenge mm-hmm. kind of kind, kind of bull that you see nowadays. And it's that lack of civil discourse, which is it kind of gotten us where we were, where, where we are now today. Yeah. Uh, you, you know, I've, I've had conversations uh, with, with some individuals who uh, they were definitely more the loud, you know, mm-hmm. screaming and hollering and, you know, start questioning me. Oh, you're, you're not, if you're not screaming with me, you're then, not committed. Then I'm not committed. I'm thinking mm-hmm. to myself, I mean, really? I like, do you, do you know who I am? Yeah. I, you know, I, <laughs> I'm still committed. I'm just not an idiot. Yeah. It, you know, I, I really like, you know, there's, there's the uh, John Adams and mm-hmm. I like to say I'm kind of more like him. There's the, the Samuel Adams individuals. You know, they're a little bit, a little crazy. They a little bit louder. Yeah, a little, a little bit, louder. bit louder. Um, but they were definitely on the same side. Then there's just yeah. complete idiots out there. Oh yeah, and well, they're yeah. not they're not winning any hearts and minds or no, or doing I, anything for and for the cause of freedom. That's the problem. It's their voice that's amplified. Yeah, because that's the quick sound bite. You know, and and try to have a civil conversation out about guns and even gun violence outside of a, a gun shop or uh, a, a gun show or something like that, because I, Hey, guns are used in crime and violence all the time. Is mm-hmm. it, is it, well, I think that it's a gun problem. No, I, th- I think it's a, a weak DA problem. I think, I think it's a, a problem where we're not enforcing the laws that we have. We're not putting the money towards actually catching criminals and, and, and incarcerating them. Uh, we, the, this failed war on drugs, you know, it's it's all these things, but try and have a civil conversation outside of that with a, your suburban soccer mom neighbor. Yeah, and it's it, it's pointless, and it's a real shame. You know, it's one of the reasons why I have some respect for um, Bill Maher. I don't agree with that guy on like ninety nine percent of the stuff he has to say, but but at least he'll have a conversation. Yeah, and at least in his way, he he tries to be. Uh, I mean, he's he's a he's a flaming liberal. Oh yeah, there's no doubt about it. But he'll listen to both sides, and he'll give 
airtime to yes. both sides. And, and I can't think of anyone else on any kind of a uh, stage no. like him um, who does that. Yeah. Uh, Joe Rogan is another one. Yeah. Well, and, you know, I, I have a, a history with conservative talk radio, uh, given, uh, you know, who my, my dearly departed father-in-law was. And he had a hard time doing that and providing that because oftentimes, the, like you say, the people who, who are shout the loudest are the biggest idiots. Yeah. And he'd have callers that would call in and he would quickly dismantle them and send them on their way. And hey, it's great radio. You know, when you when you listen to your guy, yeah. you know, making a fool of this other guy, but it doesn't get anything done. You know, all you're doing is is showing how extreme and how 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 stupid some of these people are. Well, and that's you know, that really is the national travesty. Yeah. Is that we're becoming less educated, becoming a nation of idiots. Yeah. And so, so even though you might be completely 100% correct with your facts mm-hmm. and with your moral stance and with, you know, the founding documents, when you're trying to talk to a person who has never read, doesn't understand any yep. of those things, all they've been fed is garbage yep. and it's communist propaganda garbage. Yeah. Uh, Woke nonsense. How can you even have a conversation? You can't have a conversation. Them? Yeah. You know, it, it's... Uh, uh, What's the expression? You're, you're arguing with the uh, idiots. You know, you, you they're defenseless. Mm-hmm. You can't have an argument with an idiot because he's defenseless. You know, I you know, I just thought of, and, and I'll share this here. Um, you know, now now that I'm, I'm out, <laughs> as an out, out of the the uh, out of service. Um, one of the things that I experienced in my 20 plus years in the military is speaking generally, mm-hmm. not individually, but but generally. Um, the more elite of the unit, generally the more educated the individuals oh, absolutely. are. absolutely. Uh, the more, I wouldn't even say conservative, but grounded in in, in the principles of, of the mm-hmm. Constitution. Um, I, I remember I had a company commander when I was in fifth group, and uh, he had a, an Obama sticker on his car. Great guy, good dude. And he he took all kinds of, of heat and razzing from all, all the guys. Yeah. Um, but but he, he, my point to that was, even though he obviously was was left leaning, mm-hmm. he still had the same core values and, and, and stuff that that we you know we yep. all did. Could and I'd work for that man any day of the week. Really good know, man. But that's okay. But but what I yeah. found, yes, and the, exactly, there's nothing wrong with that. And, but what I found though, um, is as my time was getting short, it seemed like some of the education was being lost to mm-hmm. where I was on a conference call. Um, I won't say when, <laughs> because anyways, depending on who's listening to this, but, but I was on a conference call and it was all um, a bunch of different, uh, man, and like it hurts me to say this, but it's a bunch of different Green Berets. And it was um, during the height of, of all the lockdowns with COVID. So we were meeting, you know, Zoom on a Zoom call. Yep. And uh, somebody brought up the fact that some people weren't, um, were not getting the vaccine. And uh, this was civilians that weren't, as well as, you know, some, some people in the military. Like, you know, I'm thinking, okay, what, what does this have to do with anything right here? And then yep. much to my surprise, one of the guys on the call, again, a long tabbed guy, he started complaining about these stupid people. And how the best thing for the whole country to get over this would just be to round them all up 
and incarcerate them and just let or throw them on an island or and it just blow me away. You're you're supposed to free the oppressed. Wow. Right? That that is our our Pineland. Yeah, exactly. That that's 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 our, our our logo there. We're you know the oppressively bare, but we're freeing the oppressed. This clearly this individual did not have an understanding of of our core values as a nation. Yeah. And what you know, and I got pretty ticked, but then I just started thinking, how many people are listening to this? Like, yeah, yeah, thinking that. And then what was frightening is I've never experienced that in a more uh, quote unquote elite group yeah where these people were seriously one talking and other people agreeing that we just need to round up some some citizens for for everybody and you know that that that's that's frightening to me again yeah. and where does it come from this guy clearly wasn't educated in in the core values of our country wasn't educated yeah. it wasn't educated at all in what the constitution stands for well and you notice that's that's become less and less of a core curriculum kind of thing yeah. in the schools because they don't want you to know right they want you to know what they tell you and it's it's been a long, slow descent into doing that. Walter Winchell's dead. You know, Cronkite's dead. Now we get our news in 10-minute in sound bites. And you, off a of TikTok or, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and the lack of civil knowledge is just astounding. You know, and people don't care. People don't care. As long as they get that. 25 seconds of screen time mm-hmm. that's that's the thing that i see it, it, more more than anything is attention span you know and now again you know a cute old man shouts at clouds uh but the dumbing down of of society as a whole and the shrinking of attention spans into 15 and 20 second sound bites you can't you can't get anything across in a 15 or 20 second sound bite Right, you can't comprehend the founding fathers' documents in yeah. a twenty-five or thirty-second soundbite. You have to study and research. Read a book, you know. So, okay, old man shouts at cloud. Uh, uh, section <laughs> two thousand and twelve is over now, but uh, you know that's. If you go on our website, we got a suggested reading list, and it is excellent. You, you need to need to read. You need to educate yourself. You need to encourage. Um, other people to to read and become educated. You know, if I didn't understand basic arithmetic, mm-hmm. if I didn't know that two plus two is four, and somebody said two plus two is five, if they were, you know, why it, not? If she was cute enough and smiling and batting her eyes at me, I'm sure, yeah, why not? Exactly. We need to be as educated as as possible. Exactly, exactly, and 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 as it's. See, now I'm doing it uh-huh. as edu- educated, educated and involved as possible. You know, vote, vote the issues. I know too many people who go to the ballot box and they're voting. Hey, I'm voting for president. Well, what about all the other stuff? Yeah. You know, what about your local representatives? What about the the, the questions on the ballot? You know, hey, question 32. Mm, yeah, they don't spell it out for you on the ballot. They just say yes or no. So, so know what know what you're voting for before you go in there. A good resource if you have kids, if, especially if you have younger kids, is is the Tuttle Twins. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys have heard of them or not, but but check them out. They teach really really good core values. Uh, they teach the Constitution. They teach economics. Um, they, they teach a lot of good stuff. And we picked them up a couple of years ago. And my uh, youngest daughter, my my six year old. She has sucked all that information in, and she's 
the things that come out of her mouth is quite <laughs> astonishing sometimes. Um, th- that's a good resource for for young kids, and you'll learn a thing or two yourself as you're looking over it with your kids. I, I know I have. Yeah. Um, well, economics is is you know vastly vastly undertaught, mm-hmm. uh, and just the, the the understanding understanding. Oh my god, <laughs> the understanding and the theory of 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 this. You know, it's it's important. Look at our economy, the shape that it's in now. You have the media and and the government trying to gaslight you. Yeah. Right? Into believing, oh no, eggs were five ninety nine a dozen not that long ago. No, we're not seeing any inflation. Without even oh no, no, that's not that's not inflation. You know. Bull. That is the textbook example of, of inflation right there. You know, all these things, everything costing more. Just like when I talk about the Social Security, it's all gaslighting, mm-hmm. you know, and it, it's it's sad to see. And people buy it because they don't know better. Yep. Well, anything else you want to say? Uh, vote and know what you're voting for. Get <laughs> out. Participate. Help a dude out if he's trying to get elected and he believes in what you believe in, you know, and, and don't get labeled. That's that's the best I can say. Yeah. You know, don't let yourself get put in a, a group and put in a box. If you have beliefs that are different from others, good for you. Thank you, Kirk. Thank you for being here. Thanks for having me. And and sharing your thoughts, your opinions. Um, as I've been, again, to finish up where, where we started, as I've been thinking about <laughs> about Waco and everything that took place before, during, how it, it helped me um, to get better educated and uh, determine to stand on correct principles, no matter, you know, what happens. Um, I just encourage you to, to, you know, to do the same, to educate yourself and uh, stand on correct principles. Think for yourself. Yeah. Really appreciate you guys and we'll talk to you next time. All right, boys, roll up the soundtruck. We'll blast them out with music. <laughs>